Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Time now for the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Yes, yes. Welcome in to Balloon Party, also known as Tim and Lil Tex on 101 ESPN. And I would like to ask the listeners of uh, this uh, show to wish Jackson, a.k.a. Lil Tex, a happy birthday because Thank he's you. 24 years old. It's Thank happened. You. Thank you to everybody. Thank you, Tim. I appreciate it. I am now 24 years young and, uh, you know, feeling good about it. Feeling good about this 20. I guess it's now my 25th year on Earth, but just finished up to 24th. So here we go. We uh, had a series of texts this morning on uh, the morning after uh, stating that you were dancing by yourself at Tin Roof at 530 in the evening Saturday. Mm hmm. Uh, in in passionate passionate conviction from those texting right, right, that right, they right. saw you by yourself dancing at five thirty. Right. Again, this is in the late afternoon, early evening, and I would like you to address that before you give us your take on what went wrong for the Blues in the third period. Um, well, I was not at Tin Roof at all, nor was I dancing by myself. I didn't really dance at all on Saturday, uh, so that isn't true. But it is indeed funny, so I have to just, you know, maybe even consider, maybe next time, my next birthday, my 25th birthday, I'll go to Tin Roof and I'll just set up a rug. Yep. And then uh, uh, being too sloppy with the puck would be the problem with the third period. Is that what you saw as the issue? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotta be more, yeah, you gotta take better care of the puck. How much of that Blues-Jets game did you watch? I watched the extended highlights, the 10-minute extended highlights. And in the extended highlights, you got a feel for the team being sloppy with the puck in the third period. That's, oh. what, that's what you're telling our audience yeah, now. They... I'm three-betting you. I want you to know that. I might have something. I might have nothing, but just kind of have a read on the player. Well, I definitely watched the extended highlights. The reasoning in the third period is Was still... made up. Well, it could be true. It doesn't necessarily... But it's not necessarily your opinion because the Knicks were playing the Nets. Yeah, 53. 53-piece bucket for KD. I mean, hard to ignore that. Real hard to ignore that. Especially on your birthday. Yeah, let me live. Uh, how lavish was Jackson's party that Ledoux money probably buys a real nice time? That's from the 636. So lavish I was by myself. <laughs> That's so on brand. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, it was, it was no, nothing too lavish. Low-key birthday weekend. It was great. All right, fair enough. So just for the record, those of you who thought you saw Jackson dancing by himself at Tin Roof at 5.30 on Saturday. You'd be mistaken. That was not That was not him. Uh, Jackson, you sent over Lil Texas 
Monday parlay? Yeah, little Texas Monday parlay. Well, we didn't do our. Little I know t- that was bad hosting on my part, but it actually was a lot better because like two of the questions were answered before we started the show. <laughs> before yeah, before the show began, so it actually uh, ended up working out better. Well, I feel like we could have, you could make a case for five different lead stories. Seriously, yeah, hundred percent. Now, to me, my lead is this Trevor Story report. And I don't know how much credence to give it because it's not like this is Ken Rosenthal yeah. or Jeff Passan or whomever you would consider nationally reporting it or Derek Gould locally, whomever, whomever. Uh, it's from somebody um, who works for Univision but saying that uh, of, of four teams who have contacted uh, Story's people, the Cardinals are, quote-unquote, more interested Mm-hmm. Now, I got a problem with the use of more there. I think I would go with most. Mm-hmm. But either way, second language, I would imagine. And if I attempted to report in Spanish, it would it would be an absolute dumpster fire. So sure. I can't chastise that. Premise being, he says the Cardinals are more interested in those teams. And that is that actually legitimately surprised me to read. Yeah. No, certainly. I, I, I'm not giving it at the moment. Oh, you're blowing them off. You don't count Univision as a good source? Is I, I that just, your deal? I just don't know. I don't know if the Cardinals are going to do that. It's not really their style. But maybe. I don't know. That would be like, what, three of the last, probably three of the four best Rockies in their franchise history would then be given to the Cardinals. Larry Bigby. Yeah. Oh, I even, didn't even count him. So uh, you got that. You got Holiday, Arenado. If you give up story, that's like basically the franchise. Besides Todd Helton, the Cardinals have taken everybody else. Well, Dante Bichette wasn't available, but yes, you are correct. Uh, So this is the report, for the record, uh, that the Cardinals are amongst the Yankees uh, and the Guardians um, as one of the teams in the mix for the services of Trevor Story. Now, do we have the clip of John Mazalak? All right, uh, he's on... MLB Serious Radio, and he's asked if the Cardinals are interested in the shortstop market. Now, the Astros are, uh, per Rosenthal, going all in to keep Carlos Correa. With the Yankees in the late-night trade last night, uh, with Josh Donaldson heading to the Bronx, that means the Yankees will no longer be, most likely, in the shortstop market. So things are starting to kind of the Cubs sign shortstop and Simmons, uh, the Rockies signed a shortstop. So you're starting to kind of fall back into, okay, well, where would it even make sense? Would story go, okay, I'm not going to get the money I wanted this year. So maybe I'll do a one year in St. Louis with uh, some guys hitting around me to prove that I can hit outside of cores. And then I can score a big deal after next year when the free agent market isn't as crowded. Perhaps mm. that's the thought process of how we could arrive there. Uh, but here's what John Mozeliak had to say when he was asked if the Cardinals are interested in the shortstop market. I don't think so. Um, I met with Paulie prior to the lockout. You know, we told him we thought he could be our shortstop. We, we, we want to give him that vote of confidence. Um, obviously, there's going to be some competition in this camp with even somebody like Amundo Sosa. But in terms of like going outside of that, I don't think that makes a whole lot of sense for us. And, you know, ultimately... He wants to prove he can get back to where he once was. And so um, as I was walking up to, to jump on your radio show, um, I ran into him. And, you know, he's super pumped. He said he's had a, a 
very useful offseason, and he's excited to show us what he's been up to. All right. What's your read on that? He's definitely not saying, like, we're totally out and of possibilities, but I think that what he said about Paul DeYoung and Sosa kind of having a competition is the most likely situation that will occur in the next I agree season. with that part. Right. But I thought the most talented. Just give me five seconds of the answer. Maybe not even five seconds. Can you do that? Can I do that? Am I putting you on the spot? The beginning part? Yeah. Yeah. That's all I want to hear. I want the audience to focus on that. I don't think so. Um... I don't know. I don't feel like I don't. Let me put it this way. Here's what I want. Because you know I own souls, right? That's right. It's your second job. It's correct. If I'm in his spot and I know that we are not pursuing a shortstop, that's not the tone and the pace of the answer. Mm-hmm. Now, the problem is they may indeed be interested in story, but just because they're interested in him doesn't mean that they're going to do the deal. Mm-hmm. And so, therefore, I may not be able to prove that my read was correct. But I don't feel like... I think if you are in that spot, you say, no, you know, Paul DeYoung is somebody that we have along with Sosa. And uh, as a matter of fact, I just ran into Paul DeYoung and then go, then go into the story. Mm-hmm. It's not. Uh, I don't think so. That's my read. I see your. I see your reasoning. I understand. I just. It would. It would. This would be like one of the moves that would be like an outlier of all the moves they've done in the last. I don't know. Ten years. This one would be like probably the boldest. I don't know. The Arenado deal was bold, but when you look at the numbers of it, it's like you couldn't turn that down. Yeah, I don't think it was real bold. The Rockies were handing him to you and been <laughs> yeah, paying 100%. for it. So that's why I think that this would be kind of like a. To get a guy that good and that but, but, sought after. But if Arnado uh-huh. is saying to him, hey, come here. First off, you're going to love it. And secondly, if you can come here for a year and then go back on the market when you're not up against Correa, when you're not up against Seager, when you're not up against who am I leaving out from the shortstop uh, free agent class, and prove yourself outside of Coors Field, yeah. you know you can hit outside of Coors Field. Right, right. This team is in a position, you'll be part of one of the best, if not the best infields in the game. Yeah, for sure. Adam Wainwright, Yadier Molina's last year, experienced baseball in St. Louis, will play together for a year. Maybe you'll love it, maybe you'll stick around, but it's a year. If that is the, not the Cardinals signing him to a long-term deal, I don't see it. So yeah. from that standpoint, if you're coming yeah. at it from that standpoint, I agree with it. Yeah. But... If it's a one-year thing, then it makes it seem like, okay, it's potentially potentially more likely. That's interesting, and I, I think that would be a rental for him for a year with the team they have, especially, like you said, with the Adi and Javier Baez, thank you. Somebody texted that in. With the Adi and Wayno's final year, I think that would be I think it'd be a smart move. I would love to see it. I'd be super excited. So, but my the weird thing is my understanding is, is one of the sticking points with the Cardinals and Mike Schilt was this Paul DeYoung thing. And the organization kind of committing to him and Schilt not necessarily being on board with that commitment. But as things shake out and the market starts to crystallize and you are now on March 14th, the lockout is all wrapped up and you go, well, Story's market has fallen. Maybe we can get him for a year. Maybe that's the move. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying that there, there, there are no reports as to the length of contract or anything like that. And then the guy reporting it... I've just I've never heard of him, but he is somebody that uh, you know has has hit on some baseball reports before. He's just not a Ken Rosenthal um, 
recognizable, Jeff Passan recognizable right. Doesn't have the name. cachet. Mike Rodriguez, Univision. Yankees, Cardinals, Astros, and Guardians have reached out to the two-time All-Star Trevor Story. Cardinals showing the most interest. So, I don't, I don't know how to add it up. But to me, that is the most intriguing story at this particular moment this morning. On a day where we could go with the Blues. Um, and I was kind of happy with the weekend. Yeah. With taking three or four, considering yeah. the circumstances, and you got all these games, six games since last Saturday, yeah. and you're bouncing back and forth from Nashville to St. Louis after playing in St. Louis on Thursday night. And you have a great performance Thursday night, and you have a great performance offensively anyway Saturday afternoon. Uh, I'll take that kind of felt like you stole a point last night. So I'm good there. I'm happy with that. You got the NCAA tournament. Yep. You got Conzo Martin getting fired, and yep. you got Missouri now on this uh, coaching mission. Uh, to find uh, somebody to bring them back to the days of Mike Anderson, which probably isn't necessarily viewed as highly as maybe it should be based on what he did. Yeah. Uh, but more would probably say the days of Norm Stewart, just because it was longer and more consistent over the long period of time. Um, what have I missed out Tom on? Brady's Tom Brady. Tom Brady. I thought I said Brady, but I didn't. Okay, Tom Brady. Yep. So, I mean, we got so much. Busy so I don't know how thing. we're going we're gonna to jam all of this in, in addition to... What would do you, you have for so? What your grandma think? I got I got two choices. I don't know which one I'm going to go with. Are they both yeah, over the weekend? Uh, no, uh, one is one is over the weekend. Another is a NCAA tournament classic. I think I'm going to go with that one. Okay, all right. Is that Bobby Knight? Uh-uh. Dennis Clifford, Boston College. Huh. It's a good wow, one. Wow, I have to tell you, I'm intrigued. It's I'm intrigued it's by this pretty, one. It's pretty good. So that's what your grandma think. You're welcome to text in six five seven eight zero. Uh, and get involved on the show. Again, Jackson's birthday was yesterday, but we are having a birthday gala for mm-hmm. him today. Yep, balloons are in there. That's correct. For the balloon party. And uh, he has addressed the allegations that he was dancing by himself at 530 in the afternoon, evening, yeah. uh, at Tin Roof, uh, denying those. So if you do have pictures or videos, send them in and you know we'll hold them accountable for it. Uh, and uh, in addition to that, all of these topics to jam into a matter of, oh, it's already uh, 10.15. And uh, jam them into approximately 43 minutes. That's what we're going to try to do here. That's what we're going to try to do. But I know this. I know I need to take a commercial break. Yes. So we will do that. We will come back on the other side of the break. Update you on a wide variety of these topics. This is Balloon Party, also known as Tim and Lil Tex. We'll have Lil Tex's parlay coming up next. This is 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome back to Tim and Lil Tex doing business as Tim and Boy. And the boy is 24 years old now. Well, what? All right. We got this uh, Lil Tex's Monday Parlay. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Lil Tex's Monday Parlay. All right. So I'm going off of memory here because I sent these to you yesterday. Oh, there would be no possible way to track this yeah, with any paper trail. Yeah, I know. This is you this know is I bad. teased this before the I segment to let, to let the audience know that I was doing it. I just assumed yeah, you would be paying attention. You you would have thought, yeah. and that uh, thought would have been uh, inaccurate, and it's my fault. But here we go. I got it up. Uh, so little Texas Monday parlay. We got Will Mizzou hire a new basketball coach with a recognizable name and high Q rate. Oh, Jackson, it's so arbitrary. I don't have time for subjective. I want objective. So if they were to hire Kim English, that would count as a high Q rating, correct? Yeah, Not Columbia. necessarily somebody yeah. that around the country they would know, but in Columbia and St. Louis and Kansas City and Springfield, 
in Camdenton, yeah. they would know. Absolutely. So yes, I would consider him. In my mind, that's if I had to play, if I had to bet on who's going to be the next Missouri head coach, I'm saying Kim English. Now I'm not saying that's who I think it will be, but if you say I have to bet at this moment, uh-huh. you follow me? Yeah, yeah. This isn't like Tim McKernan is reporting because Tim <laughs> McKernan doesn't do any reporting. <laughs> so let me be clear. Uh, but that's where I would say so. Therefore, my answer is yes, based on that thought process. What about your answer? You are Lil Tex. These no, are your questions. I don't think they're going to. They, oh, really? I don't think it'll be like a prolific name. Like when I think of those high profile names, I think Sean Miller, Rick Patino, Kim English. Uh, Greg Marshall. That's who I think of when I think of. I think three of those four are already yeah, DOA. Right. So it's it's it's. I don't think it's going to be. I think it'll be a coach of a mid-major school that's had a good little run, and they'll come up to Columbia. I just my read is this: the people with the money around the program are so committed to getting the program back to, I think in their minds, they probably think Norm Stewart. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I understand that uh, because it will be a decade in two days since the Norfolk State yeah. situation, as it's now known. Don't like to talk about it too much. Uh, and you're talking 13 years since the Elite Eight against UConn after beating Memphis on Thursday night in Glendale, Arizona. I was in attendance when Marcus Denman heaved one up from three-quarters length, and the Tigers were stomping on the Tigers from down 55-way. But I think that's the commitment of the people around the program and with the commitment of the people around the program, I think they are going to make sure they get their guy. And what might be a surprise to people is a lot of people are high on Kim English. I'm, I mean, I'm high on Kim English. Don't get me wrong, but... But you're going to go with a but. But I'm saying people are high on Kim English to get him the job, and they're not going, but they're going, this oh, is yeah. the guy. I think Mizzou is on board. I honestly think it would be English would be the one. Oh, really? You think English would turn it down? Well, I think he wants to make sure he's ready. That's what I... He, he didn't leave Tennessee when he had offers. He had offers, and he didn't want to leave. Where were those bonus. offers, brah? Yeah, I mean, small schools, right. but not much smaller than George Mason. I understand, but the point being, this is his alma mater, and it would come with a lot of cash. Yeah, oh, it certainly would be a, a good career move for him. I just don't know if he's ready or if he wants to stay another year at George Mason and get that team rolling. But then what if things go poorly at George Mason and he never has an opportunity for an SEC, Pac-12? It's big, a tough It's a tough Big gig. 12, it's, Big it's 10, yeah. ACC opportunity again. That's the coaching racket. It's a tough gambit sometimes. All right, so Jackson's vote is no. My vote is yes. All right. I want to see it, yes. I'd be very excited if... He's your favorite. He is my. He, he was, worked with you at Missouri basketball camp. He saw your talent. He pulled you aside and started working on your fadeaway. On my free throws. There was no reason he needed to be that nice to someone like me, and he was. And I will always remember that. And he probably forgot about it five seconds after, but I still haven't forgot about it. So. But when he does an exclusive interview on <laughs> Tim and Boy, <laughs> right, you that, will immediately uh, remind on him, oh, no, I knew. Yeah, I, that would be pretty awesome. But uh, I don't think it's going to happen. All right, the next... A leg of Will Texas Monday Parlay. <laughs> Will the Cardinals make a big offensive signing before the end of the week? Boy, Jackson, when I saw Arbitrary. the questions come across last night, I would have said no. But now, I don't know. I don't know how seriously to take this report. And I got to tell you, as weird as it sounds, John Mazalock's answer that we played actually lends more to my belief that they might be in on story mm-hmm. than it does without his answer. Hmm. 
which might sound contradictory to right. a lot of people who heard the exact same audio clip that I heard. His answer saying, no, we're not looking for a shortstop makes you more His answer said, I don't think so. Because if he said no, if he because here's the deal. Again, I'm going to reiterate this because I'm going to try to drive people to how I think. Not to say that you should think like me. Because mm-hmm. if you think like me, you'll be a godless heathen. <laughs> but I'm telling you that if I know I am not in the market for something, Tim, are you in the market for a home in Huntley? I don't think so. Not how I answer the. Not how I. Not how I know. Moving I in next week. See what I'm saying? Yeah. You see what I'm saying? 100%. I hear it. I'd say no. We have, we, have a, we, have a wonderful, we have a wonderful home. But thank you for asking. We're happy. Mm-hmm. That's not what he said. Yeah. No, you're not wrong. All right. The final. What's your answer? Uh, no. Your answer is no. No. I think this is. I think the team they have right now is most likely what they're going to try out on the first day. I think that is wrong. I think that is wrong. Uh, maybe a piece or two here or there, but I don't think they're going to make a big What about move. pools? Not to say that that would be a big bat. Would we, right. would we count that as a big bat? No, no. Big, the, the official wording of Lil Texas' yeah, Monday was... parlay is big offensive signing. Would you count that as a big offensive signing? Uh, no, I would not. I agree with I, I that. I would be excited. Don't would get me people wrong. be excited overall? Yes. Absolutely. Would there be some people really pissed about it? Yes. Really? You think people... Oh, Yeah. Is that what you were saying if it was their only move was getting pools or just signing pools in general? Just signing pools in general. Mm. But yeah, if it is the only move. Then I think a lot more. But I think I, I, I really am for it. And it, it, like I said on Friday, it aligns me with people who probably absolutely hate me and have voodoo pins stuck in, in a little lopsided doll of me. <laughs> so, my, so I'm back to back no's. I'm no, yeah. I'm no and no. And if I had to, I got to say yes and I'll go yes. All right, so back to back yeses for Tim. Yeah, this is a very this is very positive. This is very sports. I don't know what's going on. Sports yeah, radio look at, model. Look at, look at me. I might get back into TV with me <laughs> just blowing smoke up the audience's ass. But this is what I happen to think. All right, final question: uh, Will the Blues head to the postseason a four seed or lower, or a five seed or higher? Oh, the wording is so confusing for the host. I would prefer four seed or better. Yeah, it's tough because like you lower number, but that's a higher. No, I, I understand how the language works. What I'm saying is, if you use the term "better," then we know that we don't need to try to figure out what kind right. of trigonometry you're running on. Little Texas, little Texas, little Texas rewinds here. Will the Blues head to the postseason a four a four seed or better, or a five seed or worse? That's a wonderful question. I really enjoy it. They will be a four seed or better. I agree. I agree. All right. So there. So we. So you're. We agreed on three. We disagreed on one and two. Yeah. So you're. And I would yes, say yes, I'm no. an underdog. You know, I've got the ace king uh-huh. in both the first two, and you got the queens. Mm. You're a favorite, a slight favorite. Sure. I got you fifty nine forty one, but I can still win both those hands. Yeah. You know. I hear you. Yeah. I, th- I. I. I was picking up a read, and then I texted someone, and I said, "Am I off the mark here?" But. It seems like things are starting to kind of. I'm picking up Damari Carroll's tweets. He was uh, he was on. Don't you Twitter. think there's a little something there? I, and I, can you? Well, I'm the one who brought it up. It isn't fair to put it on you. But Damari Carroll's just been very active regarding Missouri basketball and he, bringing it very back. Very much so. Well, who did he who did he play with? Kimmy. Right. You know, I don't think Mike Anderson's heading back from St. John's. No. So who would you know who would who would be the person? And I just I'm like. That's an interesting point. You see what I'm saying? So, yeah. I, so I texted this uh, this person. I said, am I off the mark by saying it seems like there might be a little more momentum for Kim English than perhaps people are seeing? And he goes, 
I would say that is not incorrect. A lot of double negatives, kind of like Lil Texas Parlay, where the language is confusing. Point being, uh, he agreed with me. And I don't know who else it is. And if my understanding is correct that a lot of the money is high on Kim English. Here's the thing, though, just regarding this. I would love it. I We have a clip. I don't know if you can find it. I can't put you on the spot. Maybe in a commercial break, because I asked you to send it out a few mm-hmm. months ago. Right, right. With, with Kim English on TMA. Uh-huh. Man, like, what, 2012? Might have yeah. been like a decade ago to the day, by right. the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Saying how he'd be interested in coaching Missouri someday. He was still on the team. Yeah. Um. I'd love to see it, but I I can't help but think that you've had a lot of these situations, and by these situations, and I'm just I'm just going specific to this, in which schools have brought back somebody who makes alumni think of the glory days, mm-hmm. and then it unfortunately goes awry. And in Columbia, we've seen it here recently, twice within the last five years. Yeah. Six years, I guess, if you go back specifically with Anderson. And within the last five, if you go back with Odom. And it just doesn't always work out. One one that is perhaps the most glaring, I realize not going to get a lot of attention in St. Louis is what's going on in Washington, D.C. Do you know what I'm talking about? I'm talking about, you know, you watched this this gentleman's team in the NBA play yesterday, and I know you did, and I know you did, and I know you're thinking Nets, but who did the Nets play? The Knicks. And who is synonymous with the New York Knicks from the 1980s and 90s? Pat Ewing? Correct. And Georgetown? Correct. Okay. Debacle. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. There's a lot going wrong there. Yeah. And so they're in this weird spot. Yeah. That they worship him as the guy he was when he was a player. Sure. But I mean, what they lose every game in the Big East this year? <laughs> they played awful. So it's a it's a disaster. Right. And now, I'm Kim English, I'm sure, would be the first one to say. Barry Odom would be the first one to say. Kim Anderson would be the first one to say. Our careers at the University of Missouri, you know, combined aren't half of what Patrick Ewing did right, at, Georgetown. at Georgetown. For sure. With that said, it can put schools in an awkward spot so while i would like to see it i really would Mm -hmm. i realize it's a low floor high ceiling move but it would be a move where you would get a guy and he would be the guy for the long haul that excites me randy you coming in to give a take which would be wonderful and it had instant credibility to the show but I, I think I, I, I feel like I was just coming and seeing if my keys were here (laughs) what are we talking about i got a take english you like it no. Why? I, I wish he had more than one year at George Mason. That's my only issue is I think that he has a chance to be a really good head coach. But I, I can't find if I'm man. Mizzou and I'm firing Conzo Martin, I need to get a guy that I'm pretty sure is better. And I just don't know if English is. Do you think they have that person in mind before they fired Conzo Martin? I, I would hope that that's what Desiree I would did. Think, yeah. Okay, that's what I would think too. But now that I'm just, I'm starting to get a feel that, that there's more momentum on English than I thought when they fired him. Well, that's, a lot of people in Columbia really like him a that's, lot. Okay, so we're hearing similar things with yeah. regards to that. Um, yeah. Is there anybody who you, I'm sure you guys talked about it this this. Well, early. I thought about this. Scott Drew grew. He was born in Kansas City. Grew up in Indiana. Indiana. Why not make him say no? Conzo was the twenty fourth highest paid college basketball coach. Made about three million dollars. Uh, Drew's making three point three. If you if you're Mizzou and you're going for it, which I think they are, I why do. Not, too. I why not start by making him say no? I saw Gabe DeArmond report that they did talk to him and he said he has no interest. Yeah. So that 
That is, and they're actually talking with his assistant. I can't think. Do you know the name? Yeah. Uh, uh, I can't think of it. Yeah. Is it Tang? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, which that's, would intrigue me. But I, again, I would like to have but that a guy. Would, but that wouldn't really enthuse the, no. the fan and, base. And I'll tell you this. It would piss people off, but it would enthuse me. Sean Miller, I know he's under FBI investigation, but Sean Miller wins. And essentially, that's what college sports is all about, isn't it? Yeah. Well, that's, the, 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 that's I think, if Missouri fans had their preference, if you were to pull 1,000 Missouri fans, I think he would finish highest. Right. I agree. I th- as far as realistic yeah, coaching. Yeah. I'm looking for your keys. Yeah, they are unless, there. Okay, that's good. Unless I'm, I don't see them. Yeah. I could see Jackson having just kind of pocketed them. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, what I, that's what I think happened. I here. live close enough so that I can walk home. <laughs> is that right? That's a nice setup. Rocky will give you a ride. <laughs> All right. I'm see sure. you, boys. Sorry. 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 Have, continue to have a great show. Thank well you done. very Thank much. You. I like that. It was very kind. Continue. <laughs> Clearly hasn't been listening for the first half hour. <laughs> well, drive by take yeah, by Randy Carriker. Well, he came in. I'm like, oh, this is great. It was like Stone Cold Steve Oz. That's Randy Carriker's music. <laughs> and he walked in, and I'm like, oh, he's got a take. Oh, he's just looking for keys. We need drive-by takes. We just need people coming by. Don't care who you are. Just come by. Drop a take. Thank you very much. Let me see what I got here. North Carolina failed with Matt Doherty. Yeah, that's a good one. Kind of flies under the radar. Uh, Guys, Pringsy is literally the only person in St. Louis who cares who Mizzou hires. That's from the 636. I would love to join in with you, 636, and and stomp on the Pringle, but uh, I disagree with that. I disagree with that. Yeah, I, I mean, I, it's just nonsense. But St. Louis I actually am kind of surprised by how many people are talking about it. That's that's where I am. I, I, I figured people would be talking about it, but a lot of people seem to be talking about it. St. Louis has a very strong basketball culture. It just gets kind of pushed under the radar by some, not all, but some. St. Louis has an extremely strong basketball culture. Oh, I tip my cap to this. Uh, Tim, you couldn't be more correct on reading Mazalok's response on the story question. No means no, and that was not a no. That's from Charlie in Kansas City. It, it, it was it was interesting wording for something that is so pressing. Can I tell you an anecdote? Do I have time or are we late again? I would go to a break. All right. Well, then I'm going to deep tease this. Stick around for an anecdote in which I read John Mazalak correctly three years ago. Beautiful. All right. You're going to get that on the other side of the break. You are listening to Tim and Boy. Doing business now is Tim and Lil Tex on 101 ESPN. Right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan podcast presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome back to Honesty and Media. There it is. Thank you. A show with a potpourri of names. Tim McKernan with you. Action Jackson's now 24. Does that give him more credibility in your eyes? No. <laughs> Just like to stir the pot. You can answer that question by texting in 65780. Uh, that's how you can text an air comfort service text line. And uh, I told people I was going to give a deep tease. So I want to deliver on my deep tease. Yes, please. All right. Uh, hey, I want before I deep tease it, I want to tell people about something that I own. I started uh, a couple of years ago called Sound Story. And with Mother's Day and Father's Day coming up, it's a perfect gift. Uh, what I do is we bring people into Hubbard, interview mothers, fathers, grandmothers, grandfathers. My brothers and sister did this for my parents and, and recorded ourselves telling stories of our childhood. But it's a lifelong story interview, and uh, you will always have people's voices and their stories. And I have done about, I'd say, 90 now. 
and I love doing them. And you can find out more by going to mysoundstory.com or just email me at tmckernan at tmastl.com. It is easily the most fulfilling thing uh, to uh, conduct these interviews and just listen to people tell their life stories and then know that their family members will get to hear those stories. So it's mysoundstory.com, the name of the company is Sound Story. Uh, me, Jackson, Doug Vaughn from TMA, Learn from KC95, all available uh, for interviews. Once again, Sound Story, and you can just get a gift certificate right now and take care of Mother's Day and Father's Day shopping at mysoundstory.com. All right, here is my deep tease. I'm sitting in Mazalok's office, I believe, whatever year they signed, can you pull up the year they had Greg Holland? I'm going to put action on 2018. That's where my action is going to go. But maybe it was 2019. I'm going to move my action on 2019. Jackson's typing away because I believe that was Michaelis's first year. In his first year, it went well, and they went to the NLCS. March 31st, 2018. No! Ugh. All right. Well, that means Michaelis's first year was 2018 then. Unless you're, if you tell me that's wrong, then I'm going to have to really dig deep on that because that's going to make me go, what in the world? But I recall going into his office. This is in Jupiter. And he's doing my podcast. But before we got it going, I said, I want to clarify a couple of things to make sure I'm on the same page because I'm going to ask you about these things. And I want to have an understanding of your perspective and also so you know the questions are coming. Was it 2018? Uh, the Michael, Michael is signed on December 5th, 2017. Right, but so first year 2018. All right. right. Okay, now, now I feel like I got my, I got my game back. So he goes, okay. And I said, all right. Well, I mean, some people are kind of wanting you to sign... I believe it was Arietta at the time, which mm. sounds sounds weird now yeah, because that ended so badly. But right. at the time, and he said, well, we have Michaelis. And I said, I know people w would rather have Lynn. He goes, well, our projections say that Michaelis is going to have a better year this year. And that's why we went with Michaelis. I'm like, all right, fair enough. Um, and as it proved in 2018, he did. Now, over the last few years, certainly Lynn has been better. But with that all said... We were getting into the reliever situation, and this was during the interview. And I asked him something regarding relievers, closers, and the answer for Greg Holland was different than the rest of the conversation. Mm. So much so, Jackson, that I got up and I walked out of his office after we were done with the interview, and I thought, Cardinals are going to sign Greg Holland. Now... I recognize sometimes when you tell these stories from just a few years ago and these players that you talk about flame out, mm -hmm. it changes the context of the story in the listener's mind because Greg Holland was such a debacle. Right. But at the time, he was a high equity closer in the minds of Cardinal fans and, and people around baseball. And he did kind of get it back for a period of time, but it was a disaster in St. Louis. A disaster. So, with regards to what we were talking about at the outset of the show, the Trevor Story report, I think that answer by Mazalak, to me, even though I realize he's talking about Paul DeYoung and Edmundo Sosa, leaves an opening there. And it's not how I'd answer the question. And it's the same kind of read I had on Greg Holland and Mazalak. Uh, I guess now four years ago. So there is my explanation for how I arrive at my thought process. Do with that what you want. Little text your thoughts. No, I, I, it lends credibility to your uh, your earlier take about Mosaic's answer when talking about shortstops. So you know sometimes you can pick up little things in the way they talk. And I think you are right in the sense that if 
they weren't looking for a shortstop, they would say no. Right. The, I don't think so is I'm not saying it's like a cop out, but it it it, it leaves room on uh, on on the end. So you know, I'd be like I said, I'd love to see it. Sweet mother of mercy! It's already ten forty-seven. Clarkson Jewelers time check. My God, fast the sixty minutes. My God, let me get into a couple. And I go, oh man, I think I might have to break. <laughs> we we I, haven't gotten into the Blues, Tom Brady, any of that. Well, you broke down the Blues game about That's as right, thoroughly yeah. as Chris Kerber could ever hope to. Yeah, you got to You got to take care of the puck. Yeah, nicely done. Thank you. And score a three on one in overtime. What are we doing? You got to score on those three on the ones. Nice. And you first person pluraled it on top of the whole thing. Right. Um, well, the, you sent over along with uh, Lil Texas Monday parlay. <laughs> The Joe Buck story, which now uh, has taken place a couple of days ago uh, with him going to ESPN. Your question, though, in Little Texas questions, yep. what's your takeaway from the Joe Buck to ESPN move? Do you think this move is an effort by Joe to do a little less at this stage of his career? What is ESPN's mindset with Aikman and Buck going up against the Manning cast? All right, I got a few things on this. Cool. Uh, I was texting with Joe over the weekend, but um, I think for, for him, uh, it's about number one, more time with his family. He has two three-year-old boys. That I think they'll be four here in like a month. And he just you get to a point where you just don't need to say, oh, I'm doing the World Series and the Super Bowl, because then that means you're calling regular season baseball games in April or May, and that just doesn't have the cachet that it did when Vin Scully was doing it, right. you know, in the, the 1980s. It's just a different deal now. It's a regionalized game at the moment anyway. And so he can just call NFL, tap into his creativity with working with ESPN on some new shows, and have more time with his family. Furthermore, his wife, Michelle, works on Monday Night Football on air, mm-hmm. um, doing stories every uh, Monday on Monday Night Football. So... To be able to have that time together, to have more freedom to spend time with his family, travel with uh, his wife and their kids, his daughters live, I believe, one's in L.A., one's in New York, That that's what it's all about. Um, and I also think the Aikman thing was perhaps underrated by Fox and potentially those observing this story. And when we had him on the podcast and we played some of those clips yep. here on 101 ESPN, he did say he was a little surprised that he hadn't heard from Fox, not on the Aikman situation, but about who he would want as his partner if Aikman left. Right. And then Aikman, in his comments, said he was he felt like some people undervalued the relationship that he had with Joe off the air. And so if you read those tea leaves properly, you could see that this was going to be the outcome, if and only if Fox let him out of the final year of his contract, which they chose to do. Right. Which I think was, as Andrew Marchand in the New York Post reports this morning, a gesture of goodwill, in part because of how great Joe has been for them for nearly three decades. And also, hey, he's a free agent at the end of the year, and if he's going to go, we might as well let him go now. Right, right. And we have a great deal of faith in Kevin Burkhart to replace him on the NFL and Joe Davis to replace him on Major League Baseball. Jackson, your reaction, sir? Yeah, I think uh, I think that it, the biggest thing that was underestimated was his relationship with Aikman. I mean, they're really, really close. And so when he left and I, when we did the podcast, I sat on the podcast and he said, you know, they haven't really talked to me. It's like, well, you know, you're assumingly their biggest asset on the sports side and you're not getting really talked about it in case of something happening. It was not a tell per se, but it was definitely noticeable that when he said that. So uh, I think it's a great move for ESPN. I am a little confused 
with Monday Night Football having both the Manning cast and those ah, two. Ah, yes, you asked that question. I just feel like I'm running low on time. But to answer that question, I think part of that is Peyton Manning may leave at some point in the near future to either run or be an owner in an NFL team. That is, uh, did not consider that, and that's uh, definitely interesting. And uh, that is what I think is this is all about. And ESPN's going from 17 games to 25 games, and they want to bring Monday Night Football back to what it was, I guess, the last time, perhaps, was Tariko and Gruden. Yeah. And otherwise, you've had Booger McFarlane roving around on a cart. <laughs> all right, we got to take a break. We'll come back with So What Your Grandma Think. This is Tim and Lil Tex on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Sometimes the media asks bad questions. Not not a good question. Like, Coach, uh, how cool was it that it was a Wisconsin player that uh, sank the winning shot? Well, they're all Wisconsin players. Or, I'm doing a story about New Year's resolutions, and I was just wondering if you had any you wanted to share with your fans and our readers. Yeah, no, not right now. Okay, thanks. And when that happens, players will fire back. What? Bro, what are you talking about, man? Stop asking me stupid questions. Now it's time for... So what's your grandma think? <laughs> Today the intro made me very happy because I know I only have a couple more days with it. You got a new right. intro. Are you are you in the lab on this? I'm working on it, yeah. All right, Getting well, some new questions I in I think there. it's 11.10, so we need to go. Right, right. <laughs> go ahead and what do we have here? The Boston College coach from no, player, the 1973 NCAA tournament. I think it was like six years ago. His last, it's his last game, so they ask him, "What's you know, what are you gonna miss about BC?" And Cliff, what's your, what are you gonna take away as your best memory from playing basketball at Boston College? Probably just like he's breaking down, crying, going out to eat. There it is. That was his name. That's. I think. That, I, I usually I either blame the reporter or the person answering the question. In that case, I think you sabotaged him. That's it. That was the answer. He's getting emotional, and you cut it off unfairly. It going out to eat. That was his answer. That was it. And they said, "Thanks, Cliff." Well, he was so he was so beside himself every year at the tournament. This I'd like to hear the full sound bite. I, th- I think you did that man wrong. This is what was and I hope Cliff got. is in studio tomorrow. Oh, yeah, well, he's going to be at ten fifteen. Yeah, <laughs> he's going to join us and then we'll have Gabe. <laughs> All right, uh, I think Jackson gets the blame on that one, but no, uh, no I might go back. I might, I might. I just I think you sabotaged him. I don't think that's the. I think that's if we played the full soundbite. I don't think that's it. But either way, we're already in BK and Ferrario's time. We got to go. This has been Tim and Lil Tex on 101 ESPN. You've been listening to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.